0: I'm getting texts from listeners, things to say uh, or ask uh, Bill Fian, our guest, on the Crosstalk. From Johnny, say hi. Say hi to Bill for me. I'll be looking forward to hearing his thoughts on whether uh, marijuana medical or otherwise will gain any kind of ground in the legislature if it uh, if it moves out of conversation stage. So let me hear. i got to hit another button here first. Then I can officially say, Bill Fian, welcome. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk.
1: Thanks, Mike. It's great to be with you. Are you working
0: on anything that uh, you want to tell us about this morning? You said you've been up and well, at it since early. What are you doing that we want to know?
1: Yeah, since five a.m. Well, the uh, the primary uh, is coming up on August 9th for the November election. So I'm I'm busy. Uh, well, this morning I was working on an endorsement letter for Rebecca Clayfish and. Uh, a host of other things, getting ready for Cooley Region Cooks at 10 o'clock.
0: Cool. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Let me ask you something about uh, debates. I'm curious, although most of Scott Robertshaw's comment was looking at the uh, uh, Democrat debate, but it works both ways. When there are a lot of candidates vying for a position, why is it that the hosting organization, whether it be a newspaper or a radio station or the League of Women Voters, whoever, when somebody hosts a debate... They invariably only invite some the top of the ticket. If there's eight people running for this position, the top five or, you know, some metric that says, nope, none of these people can get any attention at all. I don't know that that's fair. And maybe the dominoes are the reason that those bottom uh, candidates, they can't get any attention which means they can't get any money. They can't get any money because they can't get any attention. Nobody in the media will give them any attention because they're at the bottom. They're at the bottom because they can't get any attention. That revolving door doesn't allow for new voices, new ideas to work their way to the top for quite a while, and that's too bad, don't you think?
1: No, I totally disagree. This is the same issue that the Republican Party faced with the endorsement process at our state convention. And so the problem that you have is you have to draw a line somewhere. Uh, You couldn't have, do you really want 15, 17, 18 people on stage for a debate? Um, No, there there are certain candidates that are viable candidates and, and maybe even some candidates that are marginal candidates, but you wanna hear from the front runners. You wanna hear from the people that actually have a chance of winning And, you know, if you have too many candidates up there, it it just doesn't allow for you to ask enough questions about these people. And that's what we want. We want to vet these people. We want to ask lots of good questions. So uh, I don't see a problem with the Democrats not allowing uh, candidates that don't have much support, and and I don't think it's it's the chicken and the egg thing that you were no. saying. Okay, um, there are, there are done. Everybody knows who the major donors are for both parties. There are professional fundraising organizations that keep those lists, and so people, you know, if they can't raise money, are they a viable candidate? And the answer is no. So they know who to call to ask for money, and those. Those big donors, the ones that lead opinion, um, that hold the, the big fundraisers, you know, they're the ones that uh, you got to win their support if you're going to be a viable candidate.
0: All right. Well, that makes sense. I appreciate uh, your thoughts in that regard. Uh, I'm curious, uh, next up, about uh, uh, the, the platform that candidates will use, Republicans and Democrats. So far, still, Democrats are are running on Donald Trump is bad and we got to keep him far, far away from the White House. So vote for me and I'll make sure that happens. Nobody's talking about what the Democrats are doing now, that uh, the wonderful things that are happening to the American people now that the Democrats uh, need to continue doing. Uh, So vote for me and we'll continue on this uh, this path right now that we're on because it's a good one.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, well, the, it, it seems to me that the path for, for our Democrats is deficit spending, huge deficit spending. <clears throat> we've had deficits for a while, but not on the magnitude that we've been seeing in recent years. You know, I read yesterday that they're proposing another 2 to $6 trillion yeah. spending bill. Uh, you know, I predicted all this in April a year ago. It was foreseeable. If you understand economics, you can't print trillions of dollars and inject those into the economy and not cause inflation. Right. And what a lot of people don't realize is there's still trillions of dollars that have already been appropriated that haven't been spent. So it's it's time to uh, stop the the insane deficit spending. And I think that uh, Democrats are going to have a hard time running away from the massive increase in fuel prices and the inflation uh, that we have in the economy. The average person just understands well, that we can't have the
0: Sure. It may be easier for Republicans or conservative voters to think, I'm going to vote for my guy so he'll end all of this stuff. But there's an awful lot of people who hear politicians say, vote for me, and the gravy train continues. Those voters that are are palms up that have been getting free stuff from the government want that train to continue regardless of anybody else's situation. We heard it in elections past, make the rich guys pay for it. I want my free stuff.
1: Right. Well, what politicians, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, understand is you win elections by promising people things. Democrats like to expand all kinds of social programs and welfare programs. Republicans like to cut taxes. In both cases, this is contributing to deficits, although you can argue that tax cuts increase tax revenue but but the bottom line is that politicians of all both parties uh, have been spending money for a long time without raising the taxes to pay for it because it helps them get elected. I do think there's a major difference between Republicans and, and Democrats right now in terms of, you know, dealing with the deficit at the federal level. Um, I, I think uh, a majority of conservative people understand that w- we can't continue down this path we're. You know, the irony here is that the Democrats are pushing these huge deficit spending uh, bills and and it's hurting the average person. That is the hidden tax of inflation. And so, you know, people's real take home income is declining because of all this. So it's got to come to an end.
0: Uh, do, Do you think that the Republican Party has a rhino problem?
1: I like what Ronald Reagan said. Uh, The person that disagrees with me 20 percent of the time isn't my 20 percent enemy. They're my 80 percent friend. And you look at somebody like Susan Collins in the U.S. Senate from Maine, uh, who is a liberal Republican. But would you rather have liberal Republican Susan Collins voting with you on economic policy or, you know, have a, a Democrat there who's a left wing Democrat? So yeah. um, sometimes you have to realize that a more liberal Republican is what you're going to get in a more liberal state, and I, and I think that's true uh, to a lesser extent within our state. There's areas that there are differences in right. uh, opinion all across our state. That
0: could be a bumper sticker: uh, a liberal Republican is better than a liberal liberal, right? vote for me. Absolutely. Something. Absolutely. And thank you very much for talking with me this morning. I appreciate it. And in a couple hours, let's talk food. Thank you for uh, joining me on Cooley Region Cooks this morning at uh, 10. Bill Fian. Thank you. Oh, wait. Are you still there, Bill? You still there?
1: Yeah. Are we going to talk uh, marijuana real yeah, quick? Uh, yeah,
0: why, yeah, yeah. Yes. Pot. Is it uh, in Wisconsin's future?
1: Uh, well, one, this is a political stunt. It's of designed it to goose up uh, turnout for Democrats. Uh Um, Two is that there's no chance that pot's going to be made legal anytime soon. Uh, There's all kinds of questions about this that have to be answered. Um, I, I for one, think that there's definitely room for discussion about medical marijuana. And um, we should probably look at uh, steps towards decriminalization because, We have way bigger problems than people that are smoking pot right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But I think outright legalization is a ways down the road. Well, and
0: the governor, a lot of people think the governor was elected by that comment. Vote for me and I'll legalize marijuana. Okay.
1: Well, I I did a podcast on this. Uh, People can listen to it March 10th of 2021. Uh, He announced on Super Bowl Sunday that he was in favor of legalizing pot. I said at that time that was the opening salvo of the governor's race. They're going to try and use that issue to get reelected. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about it. Uh, It should be interesting to see. If it if it increases turnout again, because uh, that seems to be what happened in 2018. And a lot of people believe that contributed along with a lot of other factors to Scott Walker's defeat. Sure.
0: Well, we'll see what happens this time around. Bill Feehan, thank you very much for talking with us. You know, we'll do it again and we'll talk food at 10 o'clock. He's my guest on Cooley Region Cooks.